Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... That one who digs through the ditches and burns through the witches and slams in the back of my Dragula, that is, Eric Velasquez. (laughs) My pronouns are he, him, as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I couldn't not, you know? Yeah, you had to. (laughs) I had to. (laughs) Yeah, so we're finally going to be talking about the monsters here in the main feed. Uh, You know, as we've been teasing, we've been talking about the monsters for a little bit over on Patreon. But, uh, yep, the the Rob Zombie movie's coming, so we wanted to give you all a little bit here in the main feed. So we're talking about the... Monsters, uh, go home! Yeah. So this is the the first Munsters movie um, from the the original series. Yeah, this it's interesting. You know, uh, one thing that I kind of noticed as we as I was watching this is like, you know, there have been some people who are a little skeptical about the the Rob Zombie trailer, mm-hmm. and I think people are talking about it's in color, which seems weird because we're used to the original series being in black and white, right. and that that color looks cheap or like doesn't quite look right, but like. This movie is in color and looks, you know, pretty like it. It looks similar to the Rob Zombie one in, in a way. It's. it's I want to talk about that are... a lot later. I really, okay. yeah. I mean, dig deep into that because I have theories. Okay. I have theories. All right. All right. Well, then, so, yeah. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, mm-hmm. So we know so the main like, cast. We know Fred Yeah, and we, we get the credits, you know, and the the theme song's a little slower this time. There's, like, uh, orchestral stuff in it. It's still the Munsters theme, but, yeah, you know, we got color, and we're seeing, like, the house and, you know, the dark and stormy night and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and this and flavor we of get... Marilyn is uh, played by uh, Debbie Watson, of course. Yeah, yeah. So everybody else is the same. This She's a red-headed Marilyn in this. She Like, the previous, like, in the show, they have, like, two Marylands, but they look relatively similar or at least have the same kind of look going on. But like, she's just a a totally different character pretty much. But yeah. So at the end of the credits, we have like a hearse pulls up uh, in front of the house. There's like a guy that's walking up to the house at the same time. And he's kind of got like a really serious look on his face. I think partially because he sees there's a hearse. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then two guys get out of the hearse, open the back pull out a slab and it's Herman <laughs> laying there in the hearse. Uh, and he just like gets up and is like, Oh, sorry. I fell asleep. It's so restful back there. <laughs> right, <laughs> this is yeah. The best carpool ever. Don't you love it? That this, this fills in so much backstory about what Herman does. So he's a mortician. <laughs> this is from the, uh, Gateman, Goodberry and Graves morticians. Yeah. And I think as we get further into the show, there's a little bit more explicit talk about this as well. But but yeah, I mean, this is just such a great opening, just like him asleep in the hearse and everything. And obviously the guy walking up sees that and is, you know, freaked out because, you know, it appears that a dead body just got up. Right. And so he takes off. (laughs) So Herman goes in the house and Lily's like waiting there for him by the door and like leads him into the living room where the rest of the family is waiting. By the way, they have very dour looks on their face in this one like or yeah everybody's looking very serious Mm -hmm. uh and then it turns out that they're about to read a will also these sets i'm pretty sure this is just the set from the show like i I think that they just filmed in the same location it it looks almost certainly yeah it's color so it looks a little off but you know i think it's the actual same stuff it just you know looks different because of the the coloration i'm fairly certain Uh, they actually use some of their outfits from the show as well (laughs) 
Which yeah, it they seems look, like it. They look pretty cool in color, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So it turns out, you know, they read this will, and it, and we find out that Herman has an aristocratic uncle from England. Cavanaugh Munster. Yeah, and so he has died, and they're like, okay, everybody stay calm. We're going to read the will, and no matter what it says, mm-hmm. just... Just everybody, you know, relax. You know, then they read it, and it turns out that Herman is getting the entire estate and the title of, like, the the Baron. Uh, Earl. He's going to be the fifth Earl of Shroudshire. Oh, the Earl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And he immediately just, like, loses his shit, smashes (laughs) a coffee table. (laughs) Then he gets up and keeps pounding and smashes the, the mantle over the fireplace. He's, like, so excited. I do love that Grandpa makes a quip here that he, I always thought there would be an England, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah. So then we've got, like, the next day, everybody's, like, getting ready. They're packing, getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a moment where, like, Marilyn asks how she looks, and everybody, like, predictably is like, yeah. oh, you, you're, you're yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so so that, that doesn't go away. Like, they're just going to yeah. continue to make those kind of jokes at Marilyn's expense. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, they're <laughs> nagging their own niece, but that's okay. Yeah. Whatever. But we also have a great sign on the side of the Monster Mobile that says England or burst. I mean, bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also we've got Eddie who has a coffin-shaped surfboard, mm-hmm. which I don't think would work well in terms of like aerodynamics no. and surfing, but also they're going to England, which right. is not really a surfing place anyway. So. <laughs> I feel like for Eddie that would be a surfing place. It's pretty dangerous if you're surfing there, I'm sure, with all the rocks and such. Yeah. Um, Cut to later, everybody's just about to leave. Grandpa's down in the basement, and he's like... He's looking up his the, portable lab? Yeah, and he also just, like, takes a shot of... He's like, it's an experiment, but then he's just like, it's booze. Like, right. he's just making alcohol. His experiment <laughs> is a moonshine. Yeah. Also, when they're talking about Marilyn's looks, they're like, well, we hope she'll at least maybe find a nice boy on the trip. Right. They're always really uh, and, concerned with her finding a boy. Yeah. It's, it's like a double-edged thing where, like, not only are they, like, down on her looks all the time, but they also don't really think she has anything to offer <laughs> other than, like, finding a guy who would put up with her terrible looks. Um, yeah, so that's 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 rough. Mm-hmm. One thing we do get here as they're getting ready to leave is maybe later in the show we'll get a little bit of this, but I don't think we ever get quite as clear a view of Spot, Spot the pet as we do in this moment, which is, you know, he's a dragon that lives under the stairs and is clearly just like a giant, you know, mechanical flamethrower shaped like a dragon. Right. But also it's a pretty good prop for, for 1966. So there you go. Oh, definitely. And as they leave, like Herman locks up and then just puts the key right above the doorway. Who's going to break into the Munster's house? But, you know, obviously this time period, that I think that was more common anyway. Right. But also, to be fair, who's as tall as Herman to, to see that key in the first place? <laughs> yeah, true. And then we, uh, we just cut away to Munster Hall in England. Mm-hmm. We've got, like, some workers who are unloading these big, like, coffin-sized crates. And there's, like, wolves howling in the distance. And it's just, like, these two workers, and they're kind of discussing, like, oh, I've, you know, there's all these nasty rumors about Munster Hall. One of them says, like, I heard there's a murder here every week. Uh, So, like, before our Munsters even get there, clearly people are kind of, you know, uncomfortable with this house anyway. Right. The Munsters definitely have a history, but maybe not such a bright history as the American version of the Munsters. (laughs) Yeah. Cut back to our Munster family. They are on the ship now. They're headed to the cabin. Herman is 
decked out in the most ridiculous costume. <laughs> He's got like a a bowler hat that is a little taller than a normal bowler, but then it's also on his very tall head, so it sticks up really high. Mm-hmm. He's wearing sunglasses, uh, and Lily's like, I feel like people are staring at us, and Herman's like, I don't understand why, because I tried to be really low-key, and then he turns around, and his Lord jacket Munster. is all bedazzled. <laughs> yeah, with Lord Munster embroidered back there. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. By the way, this, uh, uh, this Herman, he's got some bling. He's got the drip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll, yeah, he's leaning into the 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 Lord thing pretty hard. Yeah, we're later on we're going to see his racing outfit, which uh, <laughs> definitely inspires yeah. something. I don't know what, but it does. Yeah, it's a look for sure. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of go in their room, and then like as they're going into the room, there's a guy that walks past, and we kind of just stay with him after they go inside, and he is like absolutely plastered drunk. Well, he's um, so plastered he like, walks in on a presumably a woman's uh, room. She screams at him, and he's like, oh, and they just kind of lingers there, and it's like, that's gross, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 really bad, because it's like, he's, he's looking for his wife, he keeps calling for Emily, mm-hmm. and yeah, he peeks in this door, you hear a scream, he shuts the door, and then he's like, huh, that was something interesting, I might want to take another look at that, and he opens the door again, so it's like, not only does he pause to look, but he like backs out and then chooses to go back in for another peek so it's yeah it's real gross Mm -hmm. but you know that's comedy in the 60s baby yeah and like he kind of couches it but like he peeks back in to be like oh so sorry my apologies (laughs) but yeah it's definitely that whatever state of undress this screaming lady was in he wants to get another look at that Mm -hmm. no doubt but then we get a uh, bellhop uh, basically lo- unloading up all of the accoutrements de Munster. But of course, the bellhop a- asks Grandpa if he could do anything more. And Grandpa's like, no, nah, you're good. Then he like goes to, it looks like he's a- almost about to kiss his hand. But then he <laughs> goes to bite the hand. And Lily's like, yeah. no, bad Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, even from the, the show credits, like, he's not going to resist a chance to bite someone. Right. Um, he's a vampire after all, right? Maybe? Yeah. That scientist but that's the thing is, like, Lily is also, I think, a vampire, but she doesn't have the temptations that he does mm-hmm. and, like, you know, gets mad at him when he goes after somebody. Yeah, she has more self-control. Yeah. But then, right after that, Lily has a, a conversation, or her and Herman kind of team up to talk to, to Marilyn and this is a little less good advice because they're like, why don't you go mingle around the ship and just talk to strangers? Strange man. <laughs> yeah, just talk to any, any stranger you find. It'll be great. Yeah. And Herman's like, and don't let your unattractiveness make you <laughs> self-conscious. Damn it, Herman. It was just like, that's like the worst sentence ever. Like, that's just terrible. Yeah. So then Eddie's like, basically is like, hey, can can everybody say some exposition so we can right. get this story moving? <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, then they go into, like, when Herman was young, I guess, he left Dr. Frankenstein's so, lab boom. in Germany. There's a fact. He 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 is the, the creature, the monster, the wretch. Yeah, like, here they explicitly say Frankenstein. I think we, you know, we're looking at the cast list from the Rob Zombie one, and I think in that one it may not explicitly be Frankenstein, but... Right. 
But here, canonically, he is the creation of Dr. Frankenstein. But when he fled Germany, he went to England and met the Munsters and was was adopted adopted by them. Very interesting. I I would like to know more about this. Yeah, it is kind of a nice little, you know, as we've heard in the past, like, I think they've said, like, him and Lily have been together for a hundred years. So, like, who knows when he was actually adopted before that. But, you know, he's definitely been around for a long time. Right. So the the Munsters that we're going to meet here in England obviously don't have any connection to Herman. They, you know, he predates them. We also just, while while they're all kind of in the room, Herman looks in a mirror and breaks it. Like, that gag, like, they they can't resist that gag. They're just going to, every time a mirror's on on screen, Herman's going to break it. Like, it's, yeah, (laughs) uh, it's almost like a catchphrase in a way, just like a visual catchphrase. Yep. I would have it no other way. (laughs) They get a knock at the door, and Herman answers the door, and it's the drunk guy. He's still looking for Emily. (laughs) And he thinks, like, I guess he's so drunk that, like, he thinks Herman is is Emily. Emily. That's an interesting idea. I mean, I know he's got, like, beer goggles, well, whiskey goggles, or whatever goggles he's wearing right now. But it's like, um, still, she would have to have a tinge of green. You know, I'm not saying it. But okay. Herman just immediately like shuts the door on him and then he starts like bad mouthing his wife like, fine, I didn't want to talk to you anyway. <laughs> right, I don't like uh, you anyway, and, Emily. Yeah, and then the actual Emily comes up behind him and she, you know, she's hearing him talk bad about her, mm-hmm. but she like drags him away to presumably to their room. Yeah, but the funny thing is the lady that he peeped on hops out and she's giving him a dirty ass look. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, as you would. So then we cut back to the, the Munster's room, and Herman is, like, bragging about how comfortable he is on ships. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he can't, he's, like, talking with, like, sailor slang and just trying to, like, act like this is his territory. He's just ready and... Like the mighty Viking. And then, like, instantly, as soon as the boat leaves the harbor, like, <laughs> inches away from the harbor, he's, like instantly seasick panicking so then it just pretty much cuts to like it's been a couple of days and herman hasn't left bed like he's just been seasick for days right not only that he's so sick his tongue's even a shade of green (laughs) yeah Eddie and Marilyn have been sent below deck to get grandpa's lab kit so that he can make a seasick potion (laughs) which uh i mean that's just like um dramamine yeah dramamine that shit sucks (laughs) yeah there was a time I went on a deep sea fishing trip because I'm one of those guys. And um, I'd never been on the open sea, right? So my wife was like, hey, I want you to take this because I don't know what you're going to do. And, you know, <laughs> I protested. I'm like, I don't think I need this, but I'll take it. I have never been so sick in my fucking life because I took <laughs> that. From medicine. the Dramamine? From the Dramamine! <laughs> like, before that, I was fine. But right before I got on the boat, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to throw up. And then as I got on the boat, I'm like, I'm going to take an hour nap. Thank you. Goodbye. And then after that, I was fine. So That's funny. Dramamine is the devil in my book. All right. <laughs> so going back. Yeah. So, yeah, Grandpa's like look, waiting on them to get back with his potion kit. He calls himself Drac the Ripper, which I thought was a pretty great little, little gag. He, he did some uh, dirty business in uh, Whitechapel. Yeah, so that's definitely possible. Like that's that seems within the realm of. I don't know. That's the thing with like they're also wholesome, but they talk like they're not. So it's hard to know like right. what they were you know were like in the past, maybe. Or maybe they just reference a bunch of uh, morbid um, tragedies just so often and just so, <laughs> yeah, so flippantly, you know. Like, yeah, you know. And then he peels a banana. Then tosses the actual fruit and eats the peel. Uh, yeah, it's such a dumb gag, but it's it got me. It was that's what that was pretty good. <laughs> it's always yeah. 
I'll take it anytime. And so then we cut to below deck where, where Eddie and Marilyn are. And Eddie is like behind, like he's sitting in a like fancy like race car. It's a Ferrari kind of like spider pretend- baby. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like pretending to drive, you know, making, you know, doing the kid thing, making like car sounds and, you know, turning the steering wheel and stuff. And Marilyn's like, you need to quit playing around. Uh, you know, that's not your car. Like, uh, here's Grandpa's kit. Why don't you go on and go upstairs? Right. But he's like, and come on, you got to try it at least once. <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah, and he's like, you're no fun anymore since you've gotten older. Yeah, the uh, old age of 19. Yeah. So he, he takes the kit and goes upstairs. And I think Marilyn kind of like takes that comment to heart and is like, well, maybe I should be a little more spontaneous. So she gets in the car <laughs> and starts pretending like she's driving. Right. Th- then she's in- interrupted by a uh, rather fine uh, English gentleman. <laughs> yeah, this is this handsome young man, the exact kind of person that, that Herman Lil- and Lily want Marilyn to run into. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, it's his car and he's like a, a racer and this is like his race car basically yeah we get his name uh, i think later as roger and he i mean he's into maryland like they're instantly flirting pretty hard yeah. bully's also into a lot of vehicles because he name drops uh his uh first love being this triumph but that's that's later the guy loves his cars just like he loves his women is what we're saying yeah then so we cut away from that back to munster hall we finally meet the british munster family they are really mad about learning that herman has inherited their house away from them basically yes they're both angry and a little bit off we're going to find out that their names are freddie grace and mum they're already trying to figure out a way to get rid of the American Munster family. Well, the good news is Freddie has a great idea. He's going to take something jagged and just bash Herman in the head. <laughs> yeah, Freddie is, like, very single-minded. He just wants to kill stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever the plan goes wrong, he's like, well, I, you know, I, I could kill him. Well, what about that? That, right. that might be an, a plan B. Hey, that's always an option with Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I feel like the other monsters, the American monsters, would be like, that sounds like a solid plan, really. <laughs> right. But Mum is like, I got a letter from our mysterious leader, the Griffin. Mm-hmm. The Griffin has a solution to our problems. So we're going to scare them away. Griffin's got some ideas. So that's what we're going to go with. Well, and the is the Griffin real? Freddie and Grace don't seem to believe so. Yeah, they're very skeptical of this. They kind of think that it's like something that their mom made up to like command them into doing stuff. But Mum and the butler Crookshanks, they know better. They, they know that the Griffin is real. Right. And Crookshanks, uh, did you, Crookshanks is John Carradine. Yeah! Our, our Dracula <laughs> from the last couple Universal <laughs> movies. That was wild. He looks very different in this. He's like, yeah. uh, got red hair and like huge bushy sideburns. The, the old person makeup they slapped on him looks pretty good, too. Yeah, like, I didn't I didn't recognize him at first, but I was like, he... Something about him looks familiar, like, he's somebody, and yeah. I had to look it up, but, yep. Yeah, um, I saw John Carradine, and I was like, ah, oh, hell. All right, who's he? <laughs> Is he Grandpa's, like, brother? <laughs> that would have been a great gag as well. Yeah, that would have. Mm-hmm. While Crookshanks and his mom are talking, Freddie and Grace are, like, talking. Freddie's like, don't worry, I took matters into my own hands. I sent them a little fruit basket. Yeah, and hopefully our plans will bear fruit. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you get it, Grace? And she's like, no, I don't get it. And he's like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, then we cut back to the monsters on the boat and the the family is all trying to get Herman to take the seasick pills so that he can get back to normal. But he's like kind of acting like a child. Like he's like, I won't, you know, I refuse. And he's like, I'm not taking one until grandpa takes one first, which I, I feel to, like to his credit yeah. <laughs> was a good idea. Yeah. Well, to be, well, yeah, with grandpa, anything, having him take anything first is the good idea. But I feel like the childish behavior is just kind of a monster thing because we also have Freddy exhibiting this exact same behavior yeah that's true maybe it's a family trait on the male side i don't know <laughs> but yes grandpa decides he is going to take that pill first just to show herman it is perfectly safe and it turns out it's not perfectly safe because <laughs> grandpa just turns into a wolf i took my wolf I pills <laughs> Yeah, because he, he takes it, and first he just, like, starts getting a little furry, and, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> he's like, yep, I, I took one of the wolf pills instead. Let me get uh, back I better to my hurry cat. back to my room before I turn completely into a wolf. Well, that doesn't work, because the moment he steps outside the door, he is a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a wolf dog. Yeah, it's it's looks like it's probably just, like, yeah, some kind of, like, husky or something. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, instantly, two, like, crewmen see him, and they start trying to chase him down. And then we cut to him, like, locked up in a kennel and lily is there trying to claim him but they're like no you know pets were supposed to be created up for the whole trip you're not supposed to have him in the room anyway it's only a couple more days like i guess that's fine well like, no 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 six months because uh, <laughs> england requires pets to be quarantined for six months yeah so so grandpa's gonna be locked up <laughs> in a kennel for six months mm -hmm. and uh, obviously that's not gonna work so lily's like we got to take care of this she's like telling herman that he's got to get involved and go straighten this out but he's like i wanted to go to the captain's ball and get drunk and act foolish <laughs> i don't want to go deal I, with grandpa i, I want to be loud up. brash and show them exactly how americans act abroad ah yeah okay but i do like that he calls him dumb old grandpa <laughs> yeah like, ah, dumb yeah old herman and grandpa's relationship is the best like it's so antagonistic and yet loving like they're they're always teamed up but also like always like against each other too like the, yeah they're just fun i call it he healthy ribbing because it yeah. doesn't get like that antagonistic at least in this and i you know i mean i think that definitely just comes from like these two actors having worked together even before this show mm -hmm. uh, they just got a good rapport and we'll get a little reference to that here we in a little will. bit actually we will <laughs> i caught that too <laughs> before herman leaves he uh, grabs an apple from th that fruit basket and he's like i don't know what's going on lily but this apple's ticking <laughs> and she's like no you're holding it in the same hand that your watch is on yeah, it's, it's your just watch, your watch and he's like oh. oh yeah that makes sense so he uh you know hands her the the apple and heads out but then after he's gone lily's like wait no this apple is ticking wow that's the noisiest so, worm i've ever heard in my life <laughs> so she just chucks it out the window and then instantly it just explodes right that is a big explosion for such a small apple <laughs> yeah but she thinks of course because she's a monster that no no that means a thunderstorm is rolling in that's going to make the trip so much better yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, anytime there's bad weather, the monsters are happy. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm only so happy when it rains. Anyway. <laughs> So then we cut to uh, Marilyn and Roger, and they're flirting. And here's where we get the scene you were talking about, where like he's talking about all his previous romances, and Marilyn kind of gets a little jealous. But then he lists all those previous romances, they're and all they're vehicles. all cars. Yeah. Well, and a motorcycle or two. Yeah. 
And Marilyn's like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe I should still feel inadequate. Uh, you know, I don't have an engine and four wheels. If she had said this in front of Grandpa, she would have ended up with a fender by the end of the scene. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it definitely would have been huge. some like a my mother the car thing. Like she would have taken a pill and mm-hmm. transformed. But yeah, yeah. Got a pill for everything, that Grandpa. <laughs> Luckily, Grandpa doesn't hear, and Roger comforts her. You know, he's like, "I'm pretty happy with your standard equipment." <laughs> That's a pretty smooth kind of pickup line, though. You know, so yeah, she she's feeling good. They're they're making a connection, and you know, Marilyn's like, "You know, I don't understand. Like, you know, all the previous guys I've met, you know, like they just disappear. Like right. nobody sticks around. It's like as soon as they meet my family, they're just gone. Like they, you know, they won't they don't have the staying power. But you seem like you're into this, and that, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, Roger's uh, not like other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until, until of course, they're smooching. And then, uh, hey, who's that big green guy walking by? That would be Herman. Yeah. We do get a shot of uh, Herman sneaking around f- and finding the kennel. There's a really great little, like, pratfall here where, like, Herman un- does, like, a little chain and then, like, goes to go in a door and then hears people. So then he runs to hide. Some crewmen come out and they, like, see the chain unhooked and they, like, put it back as they're walking past. So then Herman, like, takes off running back for the door and doesn't know the chain's back up. And, like, you know, it would be, like, waist high on a normal person, but it, like, hits him about the, the knees, you know, so it just takes him out hard. But he gets back in there in the kennel, and he uh, he just breaks off the lock, like, like it's nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Herman, like, it's that, that doesn't stop him for a second. No. And then we get a, like, slightly homophobic gag in here where, like, he lets the dog out, and the dog starts licking his face. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Grandpa, we're, please, we're boys. we're both boys. Well, listen, they were both in relationships. It's inappropriate anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, they are both heterosexual boys, so, you know, I could I could see where he'd be like, that's not an appropriate, uh, you know, interaction from you, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, you know, obviously the both boys thing, I, yeah. I, you know, for the time period, that's not surprising. Yeah, definitely wouldn't fly today, but yeah. So then he picks up the dog, or wolf, and some crewmen come in, and they just see this giant monster holding a dog like it's nothing, and they run away scared. They do the standard freakout, right? We got one guy who runs up, smacks his head on a, uh, what is it, the valve? I'm I'm having dumb moments tonight, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what that thing's called either, but yeah, that like big kind of curved thing that sticks out of the ships you know yeah. yeah you see them in ship movies all the time yeah and then the, the other guy throws himself down some stacks and, yeah uh, presumably to his death but who knows <laughs> hopefully that's not like to a boiler or yeah something. right But then, yeah, this is where um, Marilyn and Roger are kissing, and Roger sees Herman, but Marilyn doesn't. So, like, Herman just goes past, and then, like, Roger's like, I swear, I just saw this giant monster carrying a beast. Mm -hmm. And Marilyn gets all upset and is like... Making up stories. Yeah, you're just trying to dump me. And he's like, no, 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 you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And she's like, do you have to be sarcastic on top of this? Because, you know, of course, to Marilyn, like, the, the idea that she's beautiful is just completely outlandish because of everything her family has told her her whole life right they basically Uh, destroyed her uh, sense of confidence yeah which it's you know i mean it's played here as like a gag but it's like pretty terrible to like a compliment is seen as being like an insult because she's been insulted for so long like that's just that's awful yeah well we do have roger running into our drunk friend uh, herbert i believe his name is and they have a, a little bit of a gag about um seeing big green men yeah and he's like oh i see those all the time <laughs> right 
Well, you know, because alcoholism is a thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You usually have these guys talk about, like, pink elephants. That was, like, the... I don't know why, but that was, like, always the... Especially, like, cartoons, it was always that. But, you know, big giant green men works for this, so... Right. Yeah, fair enough. But then we've get, got the next day, presumably, and we're unloading. The Munsters are going to have to go through customs, and they're trying to figure out what to do, because obviously if they lead a dog off the ship, he's going to go right back into quarantine. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Lily has a great idea. She decides to wear Grandpa as a fur, a literal, like, <laughs> shawl or something like that. Shawl. Yeah, and it looks it looks really good. Like, it's a, it's a nice look for Lily, actually. Yeah, she can pull it off. <laughs> They're kind of like headed off the boat. Then we see Roger. He's also trying to get off the boat because he wants to find Marilyn and fix things. Like he needs to apologize, work things out. But it's like they're in two different lines because you've got like the people arriving back in England who live here. And then you've got the foreigners, like the tourists or whatever. And they're separate lines so he's kind of held up and can't get to her yeah we also get a little gag where grandpa the rap or whatever bites <laughs> or like snaps at the drunk guy and he's like that woman's <laughs> that woman's fur just tried to bite me right of course she's like it's so early in the day you're already drinking damn it <laughs> yeah yeah drunk guy and nagging wife are just like such a trope for this time period and and yeah I think this is about the last we'll see of them, but yeah, it's a nice little gag with them. And then we get a bit where a black cat uh, crosses the Munster's path. And what happens when you mix a cat with a presumably wolf dog? <laughs> of course, the wolf yeah. dog's going to go chasing him. Yeah, he immediately chases after him, but then like turns into Grandpa mid-chase. <laughs> And, of course, he breaks the fourth wall and is like, yeah, just one moment I'm uh, trying to help out Herman, and the next minute I know I'm chasing a cat across the deck. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to a, like, a pub, and there's, like, some locals. Oh, no. And- no, no, we can't, we can't skip the visual gag here because we cut to the Munster Mobile, and they're at a crossroads, like, sign. And the sign contains things such as to the uh, towns of Tipswell, Gasping, East Gasping, Water Gap, and, of course, Water Closet. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I did That's see a bathroom, that. man. <laughs> they thought the bathroom yeah. was funny. That's American humor, baby. No, that was actually. I couldn't stop giggling at that. But yes, then we go to the bar. The bird in the bush. They're all kind of like all the locals are talking about Munster Hall and like, you know, that it's all spooky and there's some secret of Munster Hall that no one knows, but everybody's like curious about. But we all know it's there. Uh, we don't know what it is, but we know it's there. Yeah, and this is like, you know, you got like a barmaid and like a couple guys at the at the bar, and I think you might have a guy playing darts. You know, it's a very traditional pub set. Actually, two uh, of those guys, uh, one's Alfie and I think the other one's named Joey. Those are the guys from earlier that were carrying the boxes. Gotcha, yeah. But then Grandpa shows up because he, you know, when he chased the cat, he got separated from the family. Fog just rolls in and, and he kind of just appears in the fog. But he, he also does the vampire. I'm going to cover the lower half of my face with my cape thing as he walks in. <laughs> of course, you gotta do that. You gotta. So he, of course, asks them if they know how to get to Munster Hall, and they're all freaked out because, you know, they know Munster Hall is spooky, and now they just have a weird vampire show up in the fog. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's, it's just, just, just down the road. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, that's good. So uh, then we cut back to the hall. Oh, and no, we've got- no, he turns into a bat because I'm furious th- about this. Okay, this is going to sound illogical till later. But then he turns into a bat and flies off. There's definitely some weird stuff with like grandpa's abilities to change right? into a wolf and, and a bat very drastically. But 
But um, he makes a choice fact, to turn into a wolf when he could just turn into a bat. But uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And and there's um there's an episode where he turns into a wolf voluntarily and back into a person without any problem at all. Right. He doesn't need those pills. Uh, yeah. So it's basically like whatever works for the gag is what we're gonna go with. Right. Fair enough. This is a comedy, I guess. We're thinking about too hard. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so he, you know, turns into a bat, flies away, and then we go to the Munster Hall and see that family, and they're kind of continuing to prepare for the the Munster's arrival and and talking about their plans to scare them away. Yeah, Eddie want or Freddie, sorry, Freddie wants to wear the sheet this time, and have uh, Grace yeah. mess with the panels. Yeah, so so they all kind of go hide, mm-hmm. and the uh, the American Munsters arrive, and Crookshanks is there to let them in. He's like, oh, you know, you'll meet the rest of the family in the morning. Let me show you to your rooms, and like takes them all to their rooms. By the way, I dig Crookshanks because he's the most chill person. He's like one of the few people that just like saw the Munsters and was like, eh, this is a normal Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess we should say, like, the, the British Munsters, they're all humanoid. Humans. Like, they, they look not spooky. They're definitely, like, not good people, but they, they look like people. Yeah, they're more monstrous on the inside versus yeah. on the outside. Right. So, yeah, then we, we cut to, like, Herman and Lily. They're in bed. Then we get, like, the full show of them trying to scare them, which is a delightful night for Herman and Lily. They're having a blast with this. So right. there's, like... It's just like our ghostly, honeymoon. Yeah, there's, like, ghostly moaning and rattling chains and creepy laughter. Lily's like, they're playing our song. Right. <laughs> By the way, so we then we have, like, a little, like, a back-and-forth thing where we have a, a skeleton pop out of the panel of the door. It shakes its head a couple times, goes back in, and in that same panel, we have a random woman in a coffin wearing all white. Well, who's she? Uh, yeah, I don't know. She's just like this creepy lady who kind of looks like a statue that's come to life. Like, she's all painted white and kind of like, I mean, I don't know if she's supposed to be a ghost. Right. But then we see later, like, a traditional bedsheet ghost. So, yeah, I don't know what her deal is. Right, but it, it goes between the skeleton, the lady, and then a skull popping out of a panel on the wall as well. And then it Yeah, that's kind of like laughing. Like, yeah, it cycles through, like, twice. Or maybe three times. Yeah, and and yeah, Herman and Lily are definitely enjoying this. This definitely feels like House on Haunted Hill. Like the scares from that, especially like the dangling skeleton, like is just very much that. Yeah. Well, then Uh, we get somebody who gets dropped from a rope. Presumably. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing that's got, I mean, that's got to be a dummy, right? Like a, yeah, like a hanged man that... In real life, yes. In the story, with these monsters, who knows? True. Yeah, that's true. And then w- the last big scare is like a bedsheet ghost, which is, you know, as we said, Freddy. They're so excited. They're just like, they're enjoying the show. They're like, this is so great. They're making us feel so welcome. And then Freddy sees Herman and Lily and he gets scared <laughs> and runs away. I do love it, though. Whenever he approaches them, he's like, die, die, die. And they're like, hello, Mr. Die. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting us to your home. Yeah. Herman and Lily are just adorable. Yep. And we talked about this before on, like, the Patreon episodes, but, like, they're in bed together, which was pretty uncommon for the time. Maybe a little bit more common in movies. I'm not sure. Right. But, like, for a TV couple to be in bed together was was pretty rare at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, by the way, whenever they go to actually go to sleep, I do love the fact that uh, Yvonne DiCarlo literally just lays there with her eyes open to give the impression that Lily sleeps with her eyes open. <laughs> yeah, and she always does like the, she crosses her hands over her chest like a, you know, like a corpse or whatever. Right. 
A lot of times, I, I don't remember if she does it here, but a lot of times in the show, she'd also would be holding like um, some kind of flowers when she would a, go to bed. A lily? <laughs> yeah, she holds a lily later. I don't think in this yeah. scene. But the next morning, uh, we are then uh, given Mum's actual name of Aunt Effigy. Which, oh um, right, which is such a good name. I love that name. That's going to be a D and D villain for uh, in one of my campaigns. <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, so the monsters come down and see them, and, like, obviously, the whole family now getting to experience their monstrous cousins from across the pond <laughs> are, uh, you know, definitely freaked out. And I do like how, um, of course, with Aunt Effigy, the moment she sees them, she drops her monocle into her tea, then she uses, like, a little, I guess, like, a coffee cake or a, a sponge cake that has a hole in it, like a donut, as her monocle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good gag. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Herman goes to formally introduce himself to Freddy. And the moment he gets near Freddy, he's like, if you kiss me, I'm going to scream. It's like, that's pretty random, my dude. But OK, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freddy is such a weirdo. Like, he's he's definitely a high point for this because he's just so strange. But, you know, he fits in <laughs> in an odd way. Yeah, that's true. Well, so we cut away to like a really short little scene of the pub mm -hmm. and like the villagers there are all like riled up about Munster Hall. You know, they're still talking about the secret and now we have this weird creepy guy who showed up and wanted directions there. We're kind of building towards like a, you know, pitchfork torches kind of moment here. Like they're all kind of antsy about what's going on in the mansion on the hill sort right. of. More specifically, a, a gentleman they refer to as the squire who will come to know as Squire Moresby feels that it's all very un-British sharing your wealth. <laughs> Yeah. Which, wow, there's a, there's a fucking mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he, then we're going to get another scene with him pretty much right away. And like, he's just, I mean, he's a, like aristocrat. Yeah. Like he's a jerk because he's rich and that's all he knows. And he's just kind of rude to anyone. Yeah. So in this case, Marilyn is biking and he is also biking and they like crash into each other and he ends up like rolling down a hill and falling into a puddle. Yeah. And instantly and, goes on a tirade blaming her, calling her an idiot and all the, all this. Yeah, happened. I mean, he's like, yeah, without, like, I mean, yeah, he climbs up out of the ditch and is just, like, ranting immediately. But then, like, Marilyn is just very polite and apologetic, and he's, like, instantly charmed. He's like, I've never heard a person your age with these manners, so... He decides he wants to, like, take her home and, like, let her meet his family. More specifically, his uh, young and very eligible son, who... Has not been seen in this uh, this movie yet, huh? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and when the squire is talking about his son, he's talking about like kind of girls that he usually dates. And this insult is just so great because it's just so weird. And because he, he's like, "You're so much better than the thin-lipped wallabies he <laughs> usually brings home." <laughs> Damn, man. Okay. <laughs> By the way, he has he has some weird turns of phrases. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, he does take Marilyn to his home, introduces her to his wife. Of course, the wife is very aristocratic, you know, all furs, all that kind of stuff. And then, you must meet my son, Roger! <laughs> dun, 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 we knew. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Oh, and also, I can't remember, does, I remember, I know he says this, I can't remember if he says this right to Marilyn's face, but he says, like, she looks like she could give us a bunch of grandkids without even noticing, yeah. which is so nasty, <laughs> like, that's just the grossest. Well, yeah, I think it was in the, in the garden here in a bit, he literally says she could give us about 12 grandkids without even noticing. It's like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> How do you not notice? Yeah, I I did not like that line one bit. No. Mm -mm. 
But, you know, um, he's not supposed to be uh, sympathetic, I don't think. Right. But, yep, like he said, it's it's Roger. So Roger comes down the stairs to, to meet this, you know, strange girl that his dad wants him to meet, mm-hmm. sees that it's Marilyn, and they instantly just, like, start making out in front of his parents. Well, I do wish and they'd wait like, till we introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's very taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. Then we get to cut to a scene with Herman, who's writing a, a note to his friends at the mortuary. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of, like, they use that a little bit for exposition like once or twice like Herman will be like writing a letter then we get Grandpa who's talking to Crookshank right Crookshank sings an interesting little song did you did you pick up on that what I, yeah I remember hearing it but I don't I don't remember what he says yeah so basically the song uh, is talking about how he turned in his innocent brother to, for him to get hanged and for Crookshank's or the whoever that was singing the song I don't know if it's actually Crookshank's singing a song about what he did in his past but basically, he got a bunch of money for turning in his brother and having his brother hang. Yeah, that feels like those like like old like Irish murder ballads and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, in this case, yeah, it's believable that it would just be him. Right. And, you know, that makes Crookshanks fit, fit in even more with the Munsters. Bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, if we did a crossover between the Munsters and the Adams family, I feel like this version of the Munsters are cousins to the Adams. Like, almost. Oh, directly. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, Crookshanks definitely has some lurch vibes, too. <laughs> like, he's just kind of really droll and mm-hmm. talks slow and deep and everything oh yeah and he actually so he starts talking to grandpa about the shroudshire derby yeah. which is like this racing tournament but it's specifically like i guess it's it's many cars but it's like a long-standing rivalry specifically between the munsters and the moresby's right as a matter of fact the former lord munster died in this race Crookshanks was driving, but uh, they think they were ran off the road by Moresby. And uh, yeah, that's how the uh, the previous Lord Munster passed. Mm, yeah. And then we kind of cut away to Marilyn, who is having the exact same conversation with the Moresby's, basically. But of course, she drops a bit of news that the Moresby's aren't happy about. Yeah, she she admits that she is a Munster, and like they immediately just like, they don't quite kick her out, but they like make it known that she's not welcome, and she, you know, leaves kind of in a huff. They're there hasn't been a monster on this property since the 1820s. If this was back then, I would have the dog sicked on you. Yeah, he's, yeah, just exactly what you would expect him to be. Mm-hmm. He also, before she says that she's a monster, we do find out that Roger is going to be representing the family for the first time this year. So Marilyn leaves, obviously upset with the Moresby family as a whole. But then we, we get a really good scene where Eddie, like, goes up to Lily and is like, Hey, Mom, what's a tomato? Right. Well, everyone's turning away from Lily the moment she, like, walks around in the square. They're like, nope, we're not dealing with that. She goes to a bakery. They immediately turned it from the sign from open to closed. And yeah, yeah. That's when Eddie pops up. Yeah. He's like, what's a tomato? And she's like, that's just a tomato. That's just how they pronounce it here. And, like, we only see, like, the way Eddie's facing, like, like, we don't see him fully. And she's like, why do you ask? And then he turns and he's like, because that's what those kids are throwing. <laughs> and he's just got, like, tomatoes splattered all over him. And then, of course, we get the kids saying a wonderful rhyme uh, that didn't give me PTSD. Munster, Munster, evil eye. Munster, Munster, die, die, die. Yeah, and it's like a big group of kids and they've, like, choreographed and, like, right? planned this. Like, <laughs> they've got it all synced up perfectly. They, they've been working on this. So clearly none of the actual monsters from America are having a good time. No. We cut from there to a scene of them all back at the house and all the American monsters are complaining about how the locals have treated them really poorly. Herman's like, there's like a secret of Munster Hall. Maybe if we figure that out, we can figure out why the townsfolk are all upset with us. Right, of course. 
as is pretty common for this, you know, Herman's like, all right, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And Lily's like, no, you're not. Herman, yeah, stop. You're not going to play detective. You're going to get yourself into trouble. Just go tell the police. Well, let them handle it. Herman and Grandpa give each other a look and they both kind of wink. So <laughs> yeah. the, the decision has been made. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to that night and Herman's like creeping out of bed and he like puts a bucket where his head was and then like puts a mop on top of it for his hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of like stuffs some pillows down under the blankets. This is what you usually see like Kids a kid do the movie to like try to fool their parents but you know that's that's herman yep then like he runs into grandpa and they're sneaking around trying to investigate i love that grandpa automatically just has torches he's like <laughs> we don't know what we're gonna need we, we're gonna bring these torches is what we're gonna do and they're burning so high like it's they're very on fire and i was just like you were gonna catch this set on fire i was like i mean like i know this movie exists and like <laughs> nothing's really happening but it was making me anxious just watching him my question is who said hey al i want you to carry these like almost out of control fires on these sticks uh, (laughs) around and near fred gwynn's head which presumably is covered in something flammable yeah you would think and then we're going to walk under this tapestry which is absolutely flammable (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it was definitely like making me nervous and so they're just kind of like looking around the house trying to figure something out and then like herman just kind of leans on something and like hits a lever and opens like a secret passage in the fireplace yeah accidentally of course so they're like oh that's a that worked out in our favor so they like go through and like kind of go down all these stairs it's a basement set it kind of looks slimy it's it's like very wet well even even grandpa makes a note that it's really fine slime must be important (laughs) but yeah lily of course we get a shot back to lily she wakes up for a second reaches over make sure herman's there she hears the loud hollow dunk dunk and's like okay goes right back to sleep Yeah, and then Herman and Grandpa get blocked because, like, a gate falls down in their way. Right, just random gate. Yeah. The sound of the gate falling wakes up Freddy upstairs, who grabs a pistol and is going to go investigate. Perfectly normal reaction. I guess it would be a perfectly normal reaction in that household. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Right. So, at that point, we pretty much cut back to uh, Herman and them, and uh, Herman just bends the bar. By the way, this is very D&D, to go back to that. You have Herman bending the bars and just walking through it. Then we have a little dungeon crawl here in a moment where they're going to go over a pool of acid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that part was was very much that. Mm -hmm. We also get a bit here somewhere in here where like so while freddy is getting ready to like investigate eddie knocks on his bedroom door and is like i can't sleep and i can't find my dad i need somebody to kiss my doll good night it's his i think he calls him woof woof Woof. Mm -hmm. it's just a little mini werewolf doll basically freddy's like not really wanting to kiss this creepy doll and then eddie's like well can you kiss me good night then instead and he's like okay fine i'll kiss kiss the doll (laughs) but you know this was Uh, almost an endearing moment for freddy (laughs) he's like all right i'll kiss the doll you have a good night. Yeah. So he does. And then as soon as Eddie leaves the room, he like chugs a bunch of alcohol to like rinse the taste of the doll out of his mouth, I guess. I mean, what's Eddie doing with that doll? Honestly, if he's in grandpa's basement, he's probably running it through chemicals. So who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like you said, we get Herman and grandpa climbing across this like swampy acid pit or whatever. <laughs> that's like bubbling and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're just almost like doing like monkey bars with like a pipe that's going across. Right. Well, Herman's doing really well. But Grandpa's struggling because he didn't turn into a fucking bat. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) I'm going to have another one of those in me. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then around this time, Lily wakes up again and like investigates more for Herman. Or I think she pat like pats the body and it's just soft pillow, which right. is not Herman. Well, so she, she wakes up and sees that, nope, there's a bucket and a mop and pillows and not her husband. Yep. So oh, the, the jig is up. Yeah. So now she's getting up. She's mad. Cut back to Herman and Grandpa who like bump into the delivery guys mm-hmm. delivering another set of crates. Yep. And they just all scare each other and take off in the opposite direction. Yeah. And of course, uh, Alfie and Joey drop their box. They're the first ones to run off. As a matter of fact, I think Alfie hops in the driver's seat and drives off without Joey. But Joey somehow catches up and overtakes the, the truck. Yeah. And it's pretty classic Munster's bit where when someone runs away from the monsters they speed up the film so that they're like you know in fast motion but hey guess Uh, what now we can find out what the secret of monster hall is yeah so yeah when herman and grandpa get scared herman jumps into grandpa's arms which is pretty great Uh, but then yeah as soon as the delivery men go away grandpa drops herman they open one of the crates and it is full of money and this is a big ass crate. This is yeah. like a you it's know a coffin, would basically. fit would fit Herman inside it, but right. it's full of money. Well, not not necessarily money. It's uh it's play money with uh, Mary Poppins on it, as Herman says, because <laughs> you know he doesn't know what English pounds look like. Yeah, and Grandpa's like, no, this is real. This is the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, that's this is definitely fishy. So then they find a locked door that says "Keep Out." So not only of does course it, Herman just breaks it down. It says "Keep Out" in both English, French, and German. <laughs> And on the other side of the door, they find just a full counterfeiting operation all set up there. It's, you know, the printing presses, the the plates. So then that explains that this, all this money that looks very real is, you know, Herman was right. It is play money. Yep, it's counterfeit, Uh, baby. Then we get, (laughs) Herman gets freaked out. Like, wait, we're we're around a bunch of illegal stuff. We're going to get in trouble. So then he yells, call the police, call the FBI, call Scotland Yard. Car 54, where are you? <laughs> right, which Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis were in Car 54, where are you? Yeah, so they, they have been cops in the past, and, you know, now they're the monsters who need the cops. <laughs> right? Interesting <laughs> turn there. Monsters that need cops. <laughs> then they calm down and they're like, wait, we should make a measured decision here. Let's, let's not tell the rest of the family. We'll sleep on it. We'll talk about it in the morning. Right, now, Grandpa goes to leave first, but Herman does the first, like, really underhanded thing Herman's ever done. And he grabs a stack of that fat cash and tucks it up underneath his gown. And uh, as they go to leave, Grandpa turns and they both just start laughing, you know. (laughs) 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 And Grandpa's kind of circling around Herman. Herman's circling (laughs) around Grandpa. It's like, oh, no, is there going to be a fight? And then Grandpa just, like, gets near the money and he's like, here, give me the money. (laughs) Give me the money, Herman. (laughs) It seems, in most cases, you would think Grandpa would have been the one to try right? to steal some money, but I don't think the gag would have worked in reverse because Herman wouldn't have been smart enough to catch Grandpa. Right. So they all head upstairs to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Herman, you know, runs into Lily, and she wants to know where he's been. Who, and... By the way, she slaps him with a lily, which I just find <laughs> hilarious for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, that's really good. She wants to know where he's been. He's kind of, oh, just, you know, downstairs. Up. So she starts berating him right away. But then, like, he's instantly snoring. Like, she can't even get into, you know, right. yelling at him because he's just out. Man, I can't tell you how many times I pissed off my wife by doing that move. <laughs> uh, just the, I don't know why. Just sometimes I could just shut off. You can't wake me up. I don't know. 
probably <laughs> there's probably a health issue there that I need to get checked out. But whatever. I mean, if it's working for you, then <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I actually pissed her off, she would not let me go to sleep. But you know, it's a funny little maneuver. <laughs> So we cut to like the next morning and we got the British Munsters and they're talking and Herman has told them about the counterfeiting, Mm -hmm. which is such a... It's a Herman thing. Yeah, it's so logical that if this is happening in the house, they know about it. Mm -hmm. So they're not the people you need to tell about it. But, you know, Aunt Aunt Effigy's like, don't worry, I acted surprised and told him that I would alert the authorities so he doesn't need to worry about it. Yeah, everything Uh, should be taken care of right? Yeah. So now we got to get rid of Herman. The trick is we got to make it look like an accident. Mm -hmm. So Aunt Effigy's like, the plan is I've convinced him to race, uh, you know, in the Troucher Derby against Roger. And that's where we're going to do the deed. He's going to have an accident. Yeah. So the the Griffin's got a plan. The Griffin will make it look like he has a wreck in the race. Mm -hmm. So then we get Lily, who is all worried. She does not want Herman to, these conversations obviously are happening separately. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't want you to race. And he's like, but I'm a lord. I have to uphold the family name it's important mm-hmm. besides I'll, I'll do fine like i can i can drive a car it's no big deal so he gets in like the munster family race car to drive off and immediately just wrecks it is it the munster family i feel like it's just like a fancy car oh well, I, i'm not sure because it was like then they're like oh no we've got to get a new car together for right. the race before the well the only thing i know for certain is that as he's driving away he instantly turns into a dummy because the head's <laughs> just flopping as he goes around that corner yeah so that's a good little <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. But then it explodes, yeah. And it turns out Herman's fine, but the car's not. So they're going to have to figure something out there. Uh, and then we cut to a scene with, like, Roger showing up at the Munster house. He wants to apologize to Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Crookshanks is like, you know, she's not home right now. And he's like, can I leave her a note? You know, I need to try to get in contact with her. And he's like, I'll deliver the flowers at least because Roger's got, you know, flowers with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as Roger leaves, Crookshanks just chucks him into a bush. Like, he's not interested in reconciling these two lovers. Right, well... I mean, you know, he's he's seen some some bad blood between the Munsters and the Moresby's. Also, I kind of took this. I don't think this was what it was meant to be, but I'm like, Crookshanks, you're the you're the goat, my dude. You're you're taking up for Marilyn. Like, nah, you ain't gonna see her. Get out of here, you loser. But no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if they if he has a pretty low opinion of the the Moresby's, that kind of makes sense too. Yeah. Like, we're not gonna get Marilyn mixed up with that riffraff. Exactly. That normie society. <laughs> <laughs> So then we have Herman and Grandpa and Eddie. They're all together kind of working on this new car for the race. Well, Herman's in a coffin, so it's like maybe he died, but no, we know he didn't die because he was fine. Oh, yeah. But it's a nice coffin. Somehow in the process of like working on the car too, Herman manages to light himself on fire. <laughs> uh, he sits which, on the blowtorch. Considering that they were dealing with those giant-ass torches the night before right. and he was fine, I don't know why here is where he catches himself on fire. Yep, well, he of course, dives into a uh, watering trough to cool off, and he really enjoys that for some reason, but (laughs) I'm not here to to yuck anybody's yum. But this is our first glance, basically, at what will become Dragula. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dragula already exists in the show, because, you know, we're kind of watching this out of order with the show, but... um, because Dragula does show up in the show eventually as well. But this movie definitely works hard to like be a standalone thing, so it kind of introduces it as its own unique thing here. 
Yep. And then we get a little brief scene at the pub again. People are gambling on the race. Freddie comes in, orders a drink, and then bets on Roger instead of his own family. Right, which you, which you would think everybody would be like, nah, that's, that's sketchy. But yeah, everybody just takes it in stride. And they're just like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. They're almost like, oh, so you finally understand that your family is not good and you're just trying to make some money at least out of losing. Mm-hmm. Then we finally get to see the Dragula in its full glory. Herman's, you know, in the car. Not only is he in the car, standing beside it, he's styling and profiling in that black leather daddy cap and the jacket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely got like the the biker thing going on here, and yeah, that cap was definitely like of that time for sure. By the way, do we want to get into my theory now or later? Yeah, let's let's get into it now. Sure. Okay. The new movie that's coming out is at least going to have a chunk of this current movie we're talking about in it because we do see Herman in the Dragula in the black leather daddy cap with the jacket. This race is going to be in the new movie. That would make sense. And I mean, we, we've heard some other, like, I feel like this movie is definitely going to, it's going to be its own continuity, but it's definitely going to refer to a lot of things from the existing continuity. Right. So, yeah, I, I would definitely expect that we're going to see Herman do some kind of race. And I mean, obviously, Rob Zombie is going to have to put the Dracula in yeah. this movie. Like, yeah. he can't not. He kind of painted himself into a corner with that one. <laughs> right. I'm very curious to see if he will put the song in the movie. I mean, he owns the rights to it. How could he not? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's literally free for him to do that. Right. And like part of me thinks that he'd be like, oh, that's too on the nose. No. Also. Nope. I've seen Rob Zombie movies. (laughs) He would absolutely do that. (laughs) And like, I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's a slam dunk moment. Like, yeah. Because when the car shows up, and if that song starts playing, people watching the movie are just going to go ape shit. Like, I know I'm going, I'm going to be, like, standing on my couch when that song starts playing, if it happens. Absolutely. That That's going to push it over from probably, uh, to, okay, this is now one of the greatest family films of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you, like, you know, there's that new Barbie movie that's coming soon. And one of the first announcements that they made about it was the song Barbie Girl is not going to be in this movie. And everybody was like, wait, what the fuck? Why not? (laughs) Why would you not? So, uh, Rob Zombie, we're holding out hope that you're going to at least do the thing and put the song in. Do the thing. Even if you have to go back and do the thing now, please. (laughs) So then we've got Eddie and Marilyn talking to Herman before he takes off for the race. And they're like, we're going to go ahead and go early. We, we want to get good seats. And then you have like the line that is in so many movies that no one ever says except for in this exact situation where Herman is like, well, I hope that Lily and Grandpa don't get tied up and miss the race. Hey! And we immediately cut to Lily and Grandpa tied, tied up, up like, hey. literally tied to chairs. What happened there? Turns out that Freddie <laughs> got to him. We didn't get to see it, but uh, yeah. So he tells them his whole evil plan, does the villain monologue thing, and is like, the Griffin came up with this whole counterfeit operation and murder plan. Right. And at the race, we're going to kill Herman and this family's going to continue with our, our dastardly deeds. We're going to re-inherit the hall and take over and everything. Right, but by the way, I do like that he literally asked Grandpa permission to monologue. He's like, ask me. <laughs> ask me what the evil plan is. Ask me about it. 
Yeah. Okay. Sure. Tell yeah. us the evil plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to at the race. Roger is getting ready. He puts on his like big helmet that kind of like fully obscures his face, and he's in like a racing kind of jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets knocked out and replaced by another driver who is in the same exact outfit, except for one tiny detail, which is a little griffin embroidered on the racing gloves. Yes. So we know the griffin's in the driver's seat now. Yeah. And of course, you know, with the full jumpsuit and the helmet, nobody else knows that. It just looks like Roger. Now, I will say that earlier they did mention that uh, Aunt Effigy does know how to drive and was a very competent driver in her youth. So maybe she's behind the wheel. Who knows? We'll see, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we see back at the hall, Lily and Grandpa do this like elaborate, like acrobatic routine to escape from the ropes. Mm-hmm. He literally does like he flips her over his back, and yeah, so, it's impressive. Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, it's definitely stunt people, but it still looks really good. Yeah, it's like a super uh, what? Not a ballroom dancing move. Ah, eh, may- maybe like that, yeah. But yeah, it's basically a flip, and uh, turns out Grandpa learned that from Houdini. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he knows everybody. Yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's always like name dropping, mm-hmm. you know, famous people from history. Yep. But they're like, we got to get out of here. We need to warn Herman, but we have to figure out a way to get past Freddy because they look out the door of the room they're locked in. And Freddy's doing like the most ridiculous, like guard duty thing where he's like got the rifle and he's like marching back and forth at like three paces and then, you know, attention and then turning around and three paces and clicking his heels. And yeah, it's right. it's. So silly. You see, this is England, and they saw what the guards at Buckingham Palace did. So, yeah, that's what Freddy's going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we we cut back to the race, and Eddie and Marilyn are, you know, they're cheering. They're all excited. They happen to be sitting right in front of the Moresby's. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're like, you know, come on, Herman. And then they're like, come on, Roger. And they're like, you know. Eddie's like, wait, wait, I thought we didn't like Roger now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, they're kind of competitively cheering against each other. Well, Maryland's cheering for just about everybody. Yeah. So then the race begins, and all the cars kind of take off, and then we cut away to at home. The delivery men have arrived again. They're ready for a pickup, and they uh, carry out two more long crates. Just two though, and they know how heavy it is. So if you know, yeah, you, you know, you know. What, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, yep, so they're carrying out the two long crates. Then we cut back to the race. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth here, of course. Herman is in last place because Roger has run him off the road. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, cranks the car into high gear and instantly just, like, oh, is no. in, you know, fast motion and just, like, passes everybody. He, he doesn't just shift it into high gear. He shifts it into go-go. <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a heck of a setting. That's, like, ludicrous uh, speed. but he immediately overtakes everybody so yep he's in the lead now and then we cut back to the delivery men they're driving along with the crates and they're like what is the do you keep hearing this creaking sound and like they're arguing over what it could be and then the boxes fly open lily and grandpa just pop up and like sit up by the way straight in the crates yeah they don't do it they don't like slide up no they do the vampire sit up and that was really good i was like oh that's exciting okay (laughs) right yeah, if you got two vampires in two crates, you mm-hmm. got to do the dual vampire setup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously that scares the, the delivery men quite a bit. Well, honestly, for the first time in the movie, I'm like, oh, they're going to kill somebody. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, they, they end up just driving the truck into a ditch. 
Lily and Grandpa are completely unscathed, and they're not really concerned about what's going on with the delivery guys. They just get out, mm -hmm. and there's just a motorcycle that's just on the side of the road <laughs> with, like, a sidecar that has, like, the delivery company name on it. Just, like, I don't know if they were supposed to meet someone there or what. Uh, it just happens to be coincidentally there, which is good for them i guess mm -hmm. so they're able to just you know grandpa hops in on the bike and lily gets in the sidecar right then they mir miraculously turn into two uh, stunt drivers because <laughs> those faces the like you could literally see the the stunt actors faces it's right. like yeah this is not grandpa or lily you know oh well whatever yeah the wigs there are doing some heavy lifting <laughs> pretty much yep but hey herman has finished the first lap and he's he's in the lead yeah um and then the griffin manages to run herman off off the road again uh, and this tire. time it like bursts one of his tires like completely mm -hmm. and it's not like popped it's like shredded like it is just destroyed i mean you don't come back from that right <laughs> not unless you're herman munster so he, he he like takes a scarf and just like shoves it into the tire mm -hmm. and then just puts some duct tape over it basically and somehow <laughs> that's gonna work <laughs> Well, uh, that's not the magic ingredient. The magic ingredient is Herman breath because he just breathes into the inner tube. Right. So he's back on the road. He's he's good. Mm -hmm. And then you get like Lily and Grandpa. They're they're driving the motorcycle and they're headed straight at like a tree. You're right. And then somehow the like the sidecar splits off and they go around the tree on either side. But then they end up crashing into each other and, and wrecking anyway. Right. So now the the motorcycle's out of commission. Yeah, and Grandpa's like woman driver blaming it on Lily, right. uh, even though he was driving the motorcycle. She was just a passenger. Yeah, well, of course, I do like that uh, she scowls at him, and uh, it's like, yeah, okay, okay, Pops, I get you. Yeah, I mean, their their rapport is really good together, too. So, mm -hmm. And then they just happen, again, lucky coincidence, there's just some horses there, and they're like, we could take those, and, and um, Lily's like, but, you know, what if we get caught? Well, <laughs> And Grandpa's like, it won't be the first time I was hanged as a horse thief. <laughs> You know, I really want to know his backstory now. Yeah. He's like, ah, I've been hanged. I got better. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, we know this Rob Zombie movie's, like, Herman and Lily's, like, backstory. But, yeah, it would be nice to have, like, the grandpa prequel of, like, the young days with grandpa. Oh, that like, would be exciting. wasn't a grandpa. Right. That would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> that probably yeah. would be R-rated, though. Right. Yeah, for real. Then we see the real Roger. He is in a shed and trying to escape. And he's, like, kind of, like, trying to shimmy out of his, you know, he's, like, fully tied up and everything. Yeah. Cut to Grandpa and Lily again. Grandpa manages to get knocked off a horse, but Lily keeps going. Grandpa's like, well, I can't catch up. So he takes a wolf pill again okay, to okay. turn into this a wolf. This son of a bitch could have turned into a bat again right here. And then he right. would have definitely got there quicker than her. What the hell, man? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm too passionate about this. Especially because not only the bat would have been probably faster, but the wolf instantly gets intercepted by a fox hunting right. party. So he's now being chased by a bunch of hound dogs and men on horses. Right. So that completely backfires. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, whatever. So again, we see the Griffin continuing to try to, uh, you know, derail Herman. But we also have Freddy and uh, Grace now watching from the sidelines. Basically, Freddy just was like, eh, it's fine. Those two, are, they're never getting out of that room. Never, <laughs> ever. Right. Yeah, because she's like, I thought you were guarding him. And he's like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So the Griffin finally does something that, that works pretty well. They spray shaving cream, cream all over Herman's goggles. So now he can't see. Ah, I love it. And then we get this like sight gag that gets repeated twice really quick back to back. Mm -hmm. He drives through a haystack 
and there's like a young couple who are like Spilled hiding up. in the haystack, like making out, basically. Okay, these two are a little bit too horny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, yes, they do fall out of this hay bale. But not more than five minutes later, they're in another hay bale. <laughs> yeah, they're fully clothed. But, like, I feel like this is it maybe was a gag back, or, like, a, a trope back then that would mm. people would, like, hide within hay bales. Which seems like the most unpleasant place <laughs> to try to make out with somebody. Listen, Just all itchy. and you, you gotta get your privacy where you can get it, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah, true. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, he drives through the hay bale, they, they fall out, then he ends up kind of getting right back on the road, mm-hmm. then Lily catches up to him on the horse, and she's, like, yelling, like, you need to stop, they're trying to kill you, and he's like, thanks, he doesn't understand what's going, he's obviously in a loud car, and Lily's trying to yell from a horse. Yeah, he's, he's uh, he thinks she's, she's cheering him on, right? Yeah, so he just, he's like, I'll see you later, and he speeds up and goes past her, so that didn't work. Then we cut back to Eddie and Grace. And they're like, hey, where's mom? Do you, you don't think mom can be the griffin, do you? They're kind of driving that point home, so she's not the griffin. You can tell that already. Yeah, because, I mean, even from the beginning, they seem to kind of suspect that she might be. Mm-hmm. And so then, since that didn't work, Lily tried, like, I, the racetrack must, like, loop and curve around a lot. So she tries to <laughs> set up a detour. So she blocks the road with a wagon. Herman drives straight through it, and the wagon is, like, stacked with hay. And, and again, that couple. same couple come rolling out of it again. Uh, I, roll, roll, roll in the hay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, I mean, I guess that's where that phrase comes from, a roll in the hay, you know, but then we have, like, again, Lily tries another attempt to block the road with, like, a... Oh, yeah, the road close sign? Yeah, and they end up, so they go a different direction, but it ends up, like, not really slowing things down like it's just a different <laughs> a different route they end up like going up over like a oh the uh the what, cart um delivering livestock or something yes it's a cattle loading dock yeah and they like go up like a, a ramp and then right back down the other side and they're fine mm-hmm. and of um, course freddie Fr- or not freddie roger actually gets out at this point he finally breaks loose it escapes out into the well he breaks his bonds i should say that and then tries to escape out into the raceway and then at some point we see grandpa getting treed by hounds and he's turned back into grandpa stuck in a tree mm-hmm. then we also have the griffin's crew dump a bunch of oil onto the road and try to act like it's an accident and herman starts like spinning out but manages to still cross the finish line first going backwards with style <laughs> yeah <laughs> Basically, he runs into the sidewall, but he, being Herman, he's fine. Yeah. But he gets out, and then you're like, oh no, could something actually happen to Herman here? Because he's going to be in the middle of a road. Which is not a wise move in a, with a continuing race. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have accidentally hit him, but ter- it turns out that instead the griffin very intentionally hits him. <laughs> well, but it doesn't matter because he's Herman. <laughs> right. Uh, it turns out uh, Herman uh, is pretty uh, indestructible and uh, sturdy, and he is more of an unmovable force than the uh, the car is an unstoppable object, right? Yeah, like it's, I mean, it's like a, a car crashing into a tree or yeah. like a smashing a tin can up against a person, basically. Like the car is just decimated. The Griffin, and of course, gets thrown the Griffin is thrown into a concession stand. <laughs> so you know they're safe, right? Right, yeah. Then everybody's like, we got to go catch them, figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it wasn't uh, Aunt Effigy, it was the barmaid. Wait, Millie? Yeah, Millie the barmaid. Huh. That's wild. Honestly, though, you don't expect that because it's like, okay, they have a butler. The butler always does it. 
So it's probably Crookshank since they're trying to lean on an effigy so much. Yeah, and it's, I mean, Millie, wor- it's, it works because, like, she's been in a lot of scenes, but there's never been any indication. And so it's not just, like, some random character we've never met, but it's also not anybody we expected. So, like, they, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job, like, setting up a mystery here. Yeah. We end up finding out, oh, well, first, then, um, pretty much the whole villainous Munster family tries to leave. <laughs> Herman, like, throws tires that, like, lasso Freddy and Grace. Mm -hmm. So they're captured. And Effigy and Crookshanks, they jump in a cab and they're like, you know... Driver, take us out of here, my man! Yeah, and then it turns out that it's, yeah, it's Lily and Eddie in the driver's seat. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we'll take you straight to jail! jail. Dun, dun, dun. That's, that's a great that was a great reveal for them good for them yeah and then we pretty much we get like the wrap-up of the movie is more herman writing a letter home yep. uh, we find out that millie the barmaid was actually crookshank's daughter mm-hmm. and that they had kind of like concocted this whole thing with like the counterfeit operation and all that so that's why she's the griffin right and basically the plan was to once Aunt effigy found out that millie was running the counterfeit ring millie was like listen i'll cut you in for some of the money if you let me marry freddie why she would want to do that i don't know <laughs> and she's like i become lady munster you we all become rich yeah and so then the we find out the munsters have decided to give the hall to the town they're just donating it which is definitely like is that son of frankenstein where he's just like i'm gonna leave everything to the town and get right. out of here yeah this is not working out mm-hmm. absolutely they're going to head back home. Marilyn kind of, you know, says her goodbyes to Roger. They've kind of worked things out. But, of course, they're parting ways. But he's like, well, you know, I, I, I'm i on a racing circuit. You know, I'll be in the States sometime soon. So maybe I'll see you again soon. And they kiss. Well, Marilyn actually draws attention. She's like, wait, remember the last time we kissed? You saw monsters. I just want to make sure you're going to be all right this time. Yeah. So, of course, they kiss. And then he sees that the whole Munster family is looking out the window at him. He gets scared for a second and then is like, no, nah, I'm just going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't let Marilyn know that he's seeing monsters. So they kind of have a nice little moment. And then the family all kind of loads up in the car to leave. And <laughs> as they're like, well, it's time to go. But this weather is just not good traveling weather. It's just so nice and clear. And right. man, that's just terrible travel weather. Grandpa has a pill for that. <laughs> so he just like chucks powder up into the air. That's supposed <laughs> to be instant rainstorm powder. But instead he grabbed the wrong pill again. And it just starts snowing instead. Right. And we get a little bit of uh, Christmas music. <laughs> interspersed with the Munsters theme. Yeah, it starts as Christmas music. You get like, you know, just the the standard like instrumentation of like the bells and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of transitions into like, it's the Munsters theme, but it's slightly, it's like in a major key instead of a minor key or something. It's just, it's a happy version of the Munsters theme. Right. And yep, so they head out in, you know, snow carriage ride. To, so I don't, I'm not sure when this movie specifically came out, but it feels like it's kind of trying to make it a little Christmassy at the end. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that makes it timeless, right? If it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, yeah, that, that definitely is a thing where it's like we squeeze in Christmas stuff and people want to watch it for Christmas, like Gremlins or Die Hard or whatever. Um, which I don't know that that was as much of the thing back then, but it also feels like there's a thing of like just putting Christmas in movies to make people have like fond memories of them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like, isn't it like Shane Black? That's like his thing that every one of his movies is always at Christmas. <laughs> right. Except for Predator. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, actually, I, for some reason, I was thinking there was even something with Christmas. It like there's a reference, but I, I might be wrong about that. Probably. But anyway, in this, it's yeah, it's a, it's a nice kind of like it makes it a family moment. Everybody's happy. We got snow. It just, you know, it feels like a nice way to kind of end things in their time in England and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, I do like that uh, Herman signs off to his friends uh, calling himself Hermy Baby. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that's about. That's kind of like when he's like really feeling good about himself. That's what he always refers to himself as. But like right. to call, to sign a letter that way is to your that's friends. definitely a strange choice. Yeah. You know what? Good for him. I mean, if he feels comfortable enough around his friends to call himself Hermie Baby, whatever, yeah. man. Rock on. <laughs> so this was wild, man. Like it really looks good. Like honestly, if you told me this movie came out in the 1980s, I would believe you. It looks that good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the coloration looks good and, you know, it looks strange, but it like it feels intentional. And and yeah, like you said, it doesn't look like a bad like 60s movie that's got poor coloration or whatever. Like the house looks good in color. The makeup and everything holds up well, which you could definitely imagine a scenario where it's like, let's just shoot all this stuff that was planned for black and white and hope it works. And it just may not. But yeah, it, it really does. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's nothing special about the uh, the version that we watched, right? It wasn't a Blu-ray cut, or it was just... Well, it was a Blu-ray, but it was a rip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just the recent thing, but yeah, it's not like a special remaster or anything. I yeah. don't think they've ever done any kind of, like, deluxe. It, it came from... Like, I have the, the Munsters box set that's just, like... It's the whole show and the three movies and stuff, right. and it, yeah, it just came from that. Still looks really good. Yeah, it looks nice, and you know, again, like it looks a little garish and a little off, but like in an intentional way. And I feel like that might be, of course, Rob Zombie is not gonna like he's gonna crank that up to eleven because he's Rob Zombie. Uh, and so I'm hoping that that's kind of, you know, in a trailer, it's kind of hard to get a good idea of what this is really going to look like. But I feel like if you look at this movie and look at the way it's shot and the way the color looks and then think about his just sort of general vibe, I think that kind of you can kind of reconcile where this movie's going. Yeah, 100%. So we'll see, but I'm still I'm still going to remain optimistic. I mean, I will admit that I'm not a very big Rob Zombie fan as far as his as far as his music. Yes. But as far as his movies, not so much. They can be entertaining, but they're rarely, rarely good, in my opinion. Like House of a Thousand Corpses. uh, It had it had its moments, but also it was there to mostly disgust you, I think. Yeah, I mean, he had, like he's got some ups and downs. There, there are some of his movies that I like more than others, but he's definitely yeah, he's an inconsistent director. But I think it's just because like he's got a vision, he's gonna do it the way he wants, he's gonna have fun with it, and right. if you like it, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. Right. Uh, I think this so, will work. What I'm saying is, I think this movie will work with that style. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Regardless, we're watching it anyway. You know why we're watching it? Because we're having a month of monsters! Yeah. And we're going to keep this train rolling, baby. So next week, we're actually... So there is another Munsters movie with the original cast, but we're going to we're gonna skip that for now, and we're going to move on to a different interpretation of the Munsters. We're going to kind of try a couple different versions leading up to this new version. Mm-hmm. So next week, we'll be talking about Here Come the Munsters. Hmm. 
which is one I've not seen, so I'm kind of excited about that one. I've seen a lot of Munster stuff, but that one's one that I'm, I've missed, so I, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Oh, yeah. I definitely have also not seen it. I don't know that too many people have, but who knows, you know? It seems like it's not. There's a version of it released in Mexico that I think is the easiest version to find right now, and I think it may have, like, mm. hard-coded Spanish subtitles, but I was able to find, like, one that was, I think, from England, but I have, like, a region-free player, so that's the version that, that we've got, so yeah. I think that should be fine, but it seems like it's kind of hard to track down, like, a normal version of it here in America right now for some reason. Right. By the way, this Here Come the Monsters released in 1995, so that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's around the time of the uh, the Monsters Today series, but I don't think it's the same cast. I'm no, pretty sure not it's at a all. unique yeah. thing. Yeah, it's definitely a different group. So that'll be interesting. Um, we'll all get to kind of check that one out together for the first time. Yeah, so give it a look. All right, Anthony, where can they find us? So you all can find us um, on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at the Frankencast. You can email us at thefrankencast at gmail.com. And most importantly, you can find us at Patreon, patreon.com slash thefrankencast. And that is also, if you're enjoying us talk about the Munsters, we've been talking a lot about the Munsters uh, over there. We've got a couple episodes where we've gone through the, I think we've gone through the first, as of this recording, the first four episodes, and we're getting ready to put together the next two episodes. So there's, there's plenty of Munsters content over there, as well as a lot of uh, other non-Munsters Frankenstein-related stuff that we think is a lot of fun. We're kind of just trying some different stuff out there and, and having fun kind of deviating from the format of the, the main show. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a few uh, conversations on what makes a Frankenstein story or a movie. And uh, yeah, that one, uh, I think that one's uh, pretty damn good, honestly. So I'm always going to be tuning my horn on, or our horn on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's still my favorite one as well. It's the first one in the feed because we recorded a couple and I was like, I got to put this one first because it's just so good. (laughs) And it's a blast. So yeah, if you want to find out any wacky experiments we're doing, they're going to be on Patreon. Uh, so give it a listen. Obviously, you don't have to, you don't have to throw money at us, but we all we always need funding for our evil experiments. But even if you just interact with us, just on any of the platforms, that lets the evil algorithm know that we uh, we're worth your time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, monetary stuff is nice, but like rates and reviews on your podcast platform of choice, that is also super helpful. That helps other people find us, and and yeah, that that keeps us going. You know, knowing that we've got people who are excited about listening to it. Absolutely. All right. We got anything else? I think that's it. Well, in that case, to be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Frankencast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Frankencast or send us a letter at thefrankencast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Thanks for listening.